going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds here. How's everybody doing this week? Awesome. We're good. We are awesome. Good. We are good. Woo, 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 woo. I've been looking forward to this week for a long time. It is, man. Long, 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 long. It's almost been like a year, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> been like a, like a lunar month since we've been together. <laughs> Literally. A time Literally. far, far, far away. I'm far, far, far away. We, yeah, we, so we, we, te- we teased this episode so, so, so long ago. You know? That's no moon. What is that? <laughs> no, that's not a moon. That's a space station. <laughs> yeah, glad. I'm glad everybody's doing well. And as we said, this has been a highly, highly anticipated uh, episode for us. This will be our episode four review, but in most traditional's eyes, we'll just call this our Star Wars A New Hope review. So for most to understand, this wasn't four. This was the beginning of everything. So this will just be our uh, Star Wars A New Hope review. Uh, Before we even dive into this and go into all these elements of this fun, fun, fun movie, uh, let's let DP let you guys know where to find us at if you don't already know. Nerdsidecopedia.com, people, make sure that you're going on that site. You will find all our links to your favorite um, social media platforms. We're at Nerdsidecopedia on Instagram, Facebook, and also on Twitter. Um, Make sure that if you are watching this channel on YouTube, you are hitting that subscribe button and also hitting that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, If you are listening to us on your phone or, you know, on your in your car and everything and you love listening to podcasts, we are on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, TuneIn, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. Most of all, um, leave us some feedback. Um, nurse at nursecyclopedia.com. Um, we love, you know, getting to your feedback. Oh, or if you're also, if you're on Facebook, um, join us on Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group, where you get your favorite memes and favorite Star Wars discussion on anything Star Wars related. Well said, well said. And like he said, hopefully you guys are smashed up the likes and hopefully everybody is um, tuning in. As I mean, this this next series, as we get into um, more of the gritty Star Wars, the, the, the hardcore Star Wars, if you will, um, very great discussion points. I mean, all the way from the spirit of 77 to current, this is really where we can connect with everybody in our community. So hopefully everybody is interacting on all our platforms and leaving us feedback because it's really fun. It's um. You know, getting into this, uh, some of the, the two questions I want to have for all the listeners out there as we progress in today's episode and all of our panel here is, first, we already know, I think, Ken's review, but uh, I want to know what your review of this movie is when you've seen it. Um, and then I want to know what your current review would be, meaning when we put it up against the new face of Star Wars, um, is your review the same? So those are some of the two discussion points I want everybody to kind of keep in their mind. What would your review be just watching this as a singular film? Um, obviously, we know the graphics and whatnot won't be the same as the technology is now, but kind of what your review is and then what your current review would be of this film in a current kind of translucent or transduction of what it would look like in its current format. So, uh, um, yeah, but as we get things started, we'll, we'll start with our guy who's been hyping us up the most. So Mr. Ken, Mr. Moff. Ken, <laughs> you know, what, what were your first official thoughts when we started this New Hope review here? What were you thinking? So <clears throat> this this film brings it all together. And I think we were talking about it off uh, offline about the uh, boardroom scene, which yeah. 
had so many elements that just when I first saw this film in in 1977, I was eight, and you know all these things. They talked about the Republic. They talked about the plans. They talked about the Emperor. What the hell was that? <laughs> what is all that? I don't know. Oh, oh, I'll just I'll just accept it. I'll take it in. I don't care. And oh, and Darth Vader uh, uh, is going to choke this guy because he's mouthing off. And then Tarkin, who's me, said, Vader, release him. And what did Vader do? Released him. So there was so much in that scene that really nobody knew. And now we have all this backstory stuff that now the, 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 the whole thing is filled in. So for me, going back and watching A New Hope again, which we didn't know was called A New Hope. We just called it Star Wars. Um, it just brought back all kind of memories and why I, I am here right now enjoying everything that we're talking about. I mean, there's so much there. And I think that, I mean, Steel City brought it together. I mean, he said, what about that scene and the, and the, and the, and the choke the choke scene, because that was the first time we saw Vader like get down and dirty. I mean, he yeah. was doing this the first time we saw it. He was choking the guy, but he had his hands on like hands on choking somebody. I mean, that's personal. You know, uh, you know, serial killers do that. You know, they get their hands on their victim and they choke them. <laughs> now, here's choking from a distance. Here's choking and you can't see what's going on. And I think we even heard Admiral Mata. I think we heard his esophagus crack at one point. And when I saw that as an eight-year-old in a movie theater, I mean, I'm like thinking, man, what what is that noise? I mean, it was horrible. It was an awful, awful experience. And I remember that moment. I knew that Vader was the ultimate power. But then Tarkin knew how to harness that power now we know all this other stuff and we know the emperor was actually orchestrating this whole thing and somehow he made tarkin his patsy and i know and i know t mitch you're like you know tarkin was not really all that badass but for me as a human thinking about this as being human i mean i mean tarkin must have been a a very powerful uh element within the empire and vader knew that so that's why he stepped aside and okay we'll let him have his rule because we know by the end of this movie he's he's dead because the rebellion's going to destroy the death star because of the plans because of jen urso and her dad planted the the weakness i mean that scene to me is the most important scene in the entire trilogy now because we've had it brought together by all this other stuff that we didn't have back at that at that time and you have to excuse me this is really an emotional topic for me because this is really what it all is about and the way rogue one the way rebels the way clone wars built up to rogue one into a new hope really built this story together and i don't know what the hell happened with seven eight and nine but 
we'll just we'll just leave that for a later date and we'll move on because i think db has a whole different perspective maybe far less emotional than mine so let's hear what the black hat has to say man um so first of all i want to say that this is where it all began you know um it's it's amazing to me how they even pulled this off back in like the late 70s when this first came out and i have to say i'm very impressed you know on considering you know the stuff that came out back then you know and what they what they built as far as like the sets and the set design and you know everything that came out of lucas's brain and you know his team and everything to to put all this together i mean number one it seems ridiculous on the surface you know uh with these guys dressing in their costumes and you know clanky star troopers and stuff it's like what the heck is going on here you know um but it's impressive the way the the plot goes the plot is is, is it's kind of tight in the way it's executed and the way we get introduced to like the whole you know the world building and everything is highly impressive for it to to not have any type of existence before then you know <clears throat> we, we we learn that um lucas had like influences from like dune and you know some you know japanese you know culture with like you know the, the lightsabers and everything um and some of his you know samurai stuff and everything um but to all put it all together because you got to get influence from some place in order to put your you know stuff on there um it's very impressive just the way it wasn't a lot of characters but um it it it, it focused on our main heroes like you know luke leia and um, han and then you had like your extended stuff you know with the villains like um darth vader of course and you know tarkin <laughs> um you know in there um and we got like um uh explanation of what was going on you know um if you're just coming to this fresh it was really a good starting point for anyone who didn't experience anything star wars related before that now since i have and coming back to this in a different context like you know kim was talking about um this is all this looks like a culmination of everything that happened beforehand with like rebels and clone wars and everything and we got the mention in the clone wars in the in the thing i forgot all about that i mentioned you know so you know you fought in the clone wars and everything huh um when luke was when luke was um speaking you know speaking and everything i'm like oh man i seen the whole clone wars i know what happened you know um and then they keep mentioning like the rebellion we know how the rebellion started and you know where it's where it's going and pretty much here is like where it's ending up you know and this is like just just progression over a, a long period of time to the point of where we you know end up in rogue one um they're 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 building like the the death star and everything and this this planet this planet shape this planet size um weapon that is able to destroy planets you know um and it's a big thing um so in essence you know just seeing all this you know um in a in a um in a narrative from from everything that i've seen from clone wars all the way up to i mean i'm sorry going from attack uh a phantom menace all the way up until this point i mean this 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 universe was built and i i i cannot i cannot say enough about how great like this the the, the building of this universe first is just from this original concept with a new hope so um i'm not going to speak too long uh, I'll, I'll i'll throw it to um to, to still 
to Steel City, you know, because I know he wants to, to 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 get up to bat as far as this. But I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching this movie. All right, so this movie is one of the best movies ever made, and, I, and that's and that's the truth. I really believe that, and 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 you know, a, a significant amount of my life revolves around talking about the films that follow this in sequence. Uh, Star Wars is, in many ways, a really perfect iteration of the hero's journey. It is, you know, it's a it's a, a movie that drops you right in the middle of a world and then explains itself as it unravels, and it's a movie that has a lot of mysteries associated with it, you know. For 20 years, we didn't know what the Clone Wars were. For 20 years, we didn't know this stuff. And I think for for those of us who were, you know, fans of, of Star Wars, I guess, in, in the years before and leading up into the, the prequel trilogy, these were all things that we were eager to see. And so to have to, to think about this movie now at the perspective of someone who's, you know, has Disney Plus and is, is looking at this movie on, you know, a modern television in 2022 in 4K, UHD to the point where you can see where they've been where those fingerprints on Vader's helmet and like you can see the little like um like you can see the texture on all the plastic you know what I mean yeah so you can see the sets behind the sets and stuff mm -hmm. yeah it's so wild it's so weird to me that like for me if there's anything about this movie that shows its age it's that you can tell because of how good that print is that it's 1977 <laughs> and there's great that's it. There's nothing you can do about it because it really is. <laughs> you just can't just can't hide it. Uh, and, and I don't mean by when I say shows its age, I mean things like the pacing is a little bit slower than you would expect from the newer movies, right? Um, you know, we see when Luke runs off to get in the speeder, he runs all the way over to the speeder and gets in the speeder and then leaves. Like there's some shots like that that are still in there. Um, so, you know, from a from a stylistic perspective, while this movie has informed a lot of what's happened after it in action and certainly in science fiction um, cinema. Uh, it's also out of date now. And, and that's okay. That's okay because it's 50 years old almost. It's a very, very old movie. And that's it's okay for it to be showing its age. But at the same time, it's still a perfect motion picture because it incorporates all the elements that you want in entertainment, which is action, excitement, suspense, mystery, and weird romance <laughs> everything, everything Very weird so for me i mean you know I, I make fun of ken sometimes because he's so enthusiastic about everything but for me this really is a ken out of ken situation like i don't know what i would what i would put in this except to make it you know maybe longer um i noticed this time also the john williams score in certain places that i don't know that i've noticed it before like um during during the trench run and during the attack on the Death Star specifically, the score there was just like, I could feel it really grabbing me and putting me into the moment, right? Uh, obviously, we've we've talked at nauseum about all these things because they are subsequent, you know, subsequently have become Star Wars tropes because they are as, you know, they're as emphatic, they're, they're as, as tightly linked to Star Wars in our minds as they are. Uh, something as simple as the opening music and a crawl is now iconic. Um, Every single piece of this motion picture, I think, is 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 a, sort of a trope of itself now, right? I, it's it's almost tied into self-parody to the point where, you know, Mel Mel Brooks made a movie that was basically a parody of this, right? So yeah. you can see so many things spin off of this. I mean, so many, you know, so many people, so many, so much content was based off this, and you see all the tropes began right there. 
And if Mel Brooks thought that this was important enough to do something with, to make a franchise from Spaceballs, and to almost be profane about the whole thing, you know it was it was important. Absolutely. Mel Brooks only the only lampoons the important stuff in culture like Frankenstein and this. Absolutely. Young Frankenstein, Star Wars, Spaceballs. He only deals with the things that really are going to make him money. And when you think about the monolithic cultural, like, you know, almost religiosity of this, we talk about, you know, this being the second generation of Star Wars, and I compare it to the Acts of the Apostles. It's no no joke. And, and like, for Ken, you know, you know, I, I'm not old enough that I remember a world before Star Wars because it doesn't exist for me because I was born, I think, you know, five months after Jedi came out, right? So for me, it's always existed. I can only imagine what it was like where the only place Star Wars was was in the theater, right? Now Star Wars is like everywhere. It's kind of weird. Like all over the place and everything. Shout out to some people who joined us in the chat there, the Comic right. Vet um, and also um, TM Nerdy Travis. Um, I know them from like um, on Instagram and everything. I mean, they're they're big comic, you know, collectors and all that stuff. So thanks to, you know, guys for like joining and appreciate your station, you know, as they say. Um, so if you got some comments on our, you know, the Star Wars chat, you know, feed them into the comments and everything. I um, mean, we'll um, we'll put them yeah, up on screen. Now. We we want live interaction. We want to be talking <laughs> to you, right? right? But but I, I loved even all the little things like Han like <laughs> Chewie's head a bunch of times, like when they when they pull out of the smuggling things and Han's like tossing his head. There's there's just so many little great little uh, details in this movie that I, I, I you know if you haven't watched it for a while you kind of forget. It was a really enjoyable watch through. Yeah, and I, you know, I agree with everybody has said. I mean, for me, you know, Star Wars was really my first journey being born. And I'll just give you, was born in 85. You know, this was my first journey and really first love in the sci-fi. I mean, this is all I remember as far as science fiction. Uh, As I grew up, my actually parents were big into Kung Fu. So a lot of Bruce Lee, Shaolin type things. And I saw the elements in there. We talk about the John Williams score. A lot of those newer, early 90s, early, late 80s kung fu films adopted that kind of theatrical score during the fight scenes from Star Wars. You look at the newer Bruce Lee films. The Crawl was adopted in a lot of Shaolin, a lot of um, kung fu flicks from Star Wars. So that element was always there that, you know, he was always an innovator in, in film culture. What he took from one culture and he allowed other people to adopt. Uh, as we see in this current day and age, you don't see production studios sharing knowledge I believe the Luke, the Star Wars, um, you know, Skywalker Ranch is the only company that allows people to use that that technology, as we discussed, with some of the newer shows, as far as how they do that moving set and everything they're doing with the Mandalorian, these newer mediums for delivering studio work, you know, in a smaller setting. So, Star Wars and George Lucas has always been innovative. Uh, you know, I won't go into as much detail as we guys discussed as far as my true thoughts on it because it, I, I echo everything everybody said. The one thing I'll say that stood out to me that is almost like, you know, it's emotional that it's 45 years, you know, and when I think about Star Wars being 45 years old, like, it's it's amazing that it's not lost its lust, it's thriving more than ever, but if we go over any kind of movie franchise, nothing's lasting 45 years. Big fan of the MCU, the is not going to last 45 years. And growing like this, come on, I mean, this, this it's ridiculous. 
you see the only thing that's straight out stretched out this far as you would see is a couple horror franchises. You might see your Jasons, your Freddies, um, you know, Michael, Michael Myers, Myers, you know, Michael things Myers. like that. And and even those films, if we really compare, you know, on another channel, maybe it, it do, they don't translate to this day and age. So for this yeah. to be forty five years old, to be this relevant, and to continually grow with the same story, I mean, how can you tell a story over forty five years and still attached? We've <laughs> seen we've seen movies within a six year period, even sooner, that can't even attach. Yeah. You know, so it, it's really a testament, I feel like, to to George Lucas's vision, everybody along the path with him. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's truly amazing watching this again, just to kind of understand. And just to think, as, as Ken said time and time again, this is only like a trial movie. Like this is only supposed to be a one and done. We never thought he never thought that he was getting a second shot. He was going to roll this out. And he wrote this script that he thought that, hey, what the hell? I'll throw this one movie. And now we see, you know, 45 years later, this script is ever evolving. And, it, and there was a lot more to the story that he and, let on. So. And there's like one billion pages of it. Exactly. And it just keeps building. And you know what? So when I saw it for the first time, the scene that most impacted me, I know we talked about the boardroom scene, the boardroom scene, but because that links everything right that boardroom scene links everything that we now know the republic the plans you know the, the whole rebellion thing but when that when that door <clears throat> blew open at the beginning of this at, at the beginning of that movie i didn't know whether that guy was bad or good maybe the rebels were the bad guys you know because here was this this incredible power, this giant triangle that took over this small little ship and captured it and blew open the door. And these, I didn't know they were stormtroopers. I just thought they were just like soldiers, whatever. Maybe they were the good, they were the good guys. And this dark thing that came through the door, he, that was good. That was the good guy. I mean, honestly, I was, <clears throat> I was conflicted because I thought maybe they, you know, here was the good, here was the, the protector trying to save somebody. And here were these humans that were the bad guy. I mean, I don't know. I throw that out there on the floor and I know that dark is usually construed as bad, but in my world, that could be good too. Well, they had white stormtroopers. The stormtroopers right. were white, you and, know. And so you you, just, you didn't you white. didn't know. And it, it's amazing that they started off the movie with that because with that. two minutes in, we don't we don't even get it to our hero until twenty minutes into the movie. Exactly. And could you do that today? No, you couldn't do that today because people would like <clears throat> blow you off the air because they would think, oh well, you're you're stereotyping, but blah 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 blah. But you know what I was thinking, Ken? Um, I was thinking that when, when you watch movies back from like the 70s and everything, like back from then when it wasn't a lot of competition for like, you know, attention and everything, a lot of the movies were like a lot slower paced. So you like, like still hitting, still city was talking about um, the, the pacing there was, you could, you could see the stark difference between that and how movies are made nowadays. Yeah, like, you know, Keep it, keep it moving, keep it moving. Because you show much command for like our attention nowadays with, with stuff, you have to keep it moving. Back then, you didn't have a lot of competition. Star Wars was the only thing of its kind, so he had the luxury of just 
just present his story any way he wanted to do. And yeah, you, you made a good point about that, DP. I mean, at the time when this came out, like you said, it was really, uh, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a shot in the dark, you know, it was something totally different. And, you know, now we see, as, we, as I say, 45 years later, that literally all of Hollywood had their eyes on this one film. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that everybody, you know, when we look at all these other stories, these spinoffs of this, you know, what what happens when you put a story together and you, you're innovative? I mean, we see a lot of this newer stuff and it, like we talk about, it's regurgitated of the same script of maybe three or four different films, right? It's all based off of three or four films over you know this last yeah. 50 years so it's it's crazy how when you and this is just to maybe all directors as i you know it's funny when you guys are actually innovative and go with your ideas how big something can be i mean you know you you see the the tolkens of the world uh, the jk rawlings of the world their stories when you're innovative you i mean look at the audience that jk uh, rawlings got with the partner tolkien has had they were innovators in their own story but then you have these other people who come along, and we won't say any names, but they, you know, basically bite off of a, of a script that's already been written. And it's like, well, you've seen this movie so many times. I've seen this movie. I know the ending. I know the story. It just said it on, you know, some of our other nerd theories. We, we know what's going to happen, you know. In this movie, we're discussing 10 minutes in, we don't even know who the hell the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have no clue who the hell the bad guy is. It could be either side. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. Edward Revelle in a traitor. I mean, hey, we don't. I mean, that could be legit. That could be super legit. Maybe she is part of a rebel alliance and a traitor. <laughs> a traitor. We got to take yeah. the character's word for it because I that's mean, what they told maybe her. Maybe not. Frank, let's be frank. She's the she's the aggressor. She literally is. He's right. Like, let's not be, let's not. And remember, we just watched Rogue One last week, so we know he knows he's right. Remember, this is a bold faced lie to his face, and yeah. he just watched you leave the battlefield. A diplomatic mission with weapons, right? You're running around blasting yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and think about the other franchises that came out. Terminator, Aliens. I mean, they all had like first episodes and they had to sort of build on themselves. So Star Wars was really a, a catalyst for that. Because we didn't know like Terminator. You didn't know. Maybe, maybe the maybe Arnold was the good guy. You know, we did, really didn't know. So there was a lot that I think a lot of other uh, storylines kind of took the Star Wars model theme, the, mm-hmm. yeah, mantra, and built on it and said, "We're going to confuse these people. We're yeah. going to make them think. Well, is the good person really good?" Is the bad person really bad? Are we going to twist that every time we come out with another movie? I mean, you had Terminator, you had Aliens. Yeah. Um, total Recall. Yeah, Total Recall. I mean, all the Paul Verhoeven stuff. I mean, there, there's a lot of movies that would never have possibly been like existed. I think a lot of the Philip K. Dick adaptations that we got in the 80s, like Blade Runner, never yeah. would have out. And, you know, Paris the Court obviously never would have been. Yeah. Like, you never would have been anything. And so, like, you know, obviously, Indiana Jones never happens without this movie. Um, you know, The Matrix never happens without these movies. 
So to, to yep. bring Major. up the example that I'm sure Team Mitch was actually thinking of when he was thinking of a failure that didn't didn't catch. Uh, yeah. The MCU is in many ways based on, you know, was predicated on the the prequel trilogy, which was right. you know an outcropping of this understanding that we could continue that story. And if we talk about the longevity of this story, you know, Luke Skywalker, played by this dude, showed yeah. up on TV last, like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. So it's not, when we say, I say these funny things, like you can tell with the haircuts and stuff and some of the budget, like it's 1977, but it's literally the same story. You know what I mean? Like the, under the same token, there's urgently not a need to redo this. <laughs> right. <laughs> There, there will not be a need to do that. I, I'm very, very impressed with the chemistry of, of the three. The, the they, they, however, whoever cast them and you know, however they, they put them together, they, they just have amazing chemistry, you know. Um, and, and Han is like sort of like the catalyst, you know, between you know the, the three and everything because you know he has his banter and and ways with Luke. You know, Luke, 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 Luke is not afraid to say certain things to Han, and Han goes back and forth with him. And then, you know, Leia comes into the scene. She's like, and Chewie, you? you know, Chewie. <laughs> yeah, Chewie and Chewie. You know, they they come into the scene and everything, and Han is going back and forth with the princess, princess, you know, Mister Princess, and everything. So, you know, just straight up mocking her. But you know, they're the, the chemistry. I mean, I could get a, a, a Han and Leia show just alone, just to see how they their relationship just 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 develops and stuff you know um um throughout their years and everything and how they go you know from the point of where they began to like you know how they have you know we have um uh what has it been you know how, how to, to been with, huh they have twins yeah well yeah when they had the twins <laughs> there were actually three right well, the triplets well, oh my god no 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 they had a young okay. and um, none of them were named ben by the way Okay. Oh man, see, uh, see that now that, 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 that's where you guys expertise, you know, comes in. But I, I, I just love like their chemistry. Um, I mean, you got like you know the comic relief is Han Solo, you know. Um, and as I'm just watching him, I'm thinking how how Alden actually did a pretty good job, you know, being cast as him in the Solo movie. You know how his personality. I I can see that back and forth. You know, with him and a, if they ever recast Leia or whatever, how that will work, you know, because um, he, he's really doing a really good Harrison Ford to me, you know, um, in that movie right there. And I see where it all, it all like comes from because, I mean, you're happy to see every time Han comes on screen because, I mean, he's, 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 he's um, sort of dissipating everything, you know, making everything like a, not like a joke. But just sort of like you know, calm in the room. He's smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth. Yeah, yeah. He's the older brother, right? Yeah. He's the older brother everybody wants. He tells him what he says. Uh, try to lift your hyperspace hand like Dustin Crop's boy and smacks it. Like, that's just like <laughs> it's classic older brother stuff. He wants to be in charge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Acting. He wants to be moving, doing. Uh, I, I I love that line where he's where he's talking to the guys over the the mic in the detention center. He goes, like, you know, how are you? And then he's like, <laughs> he makes a face like, ooh. And, then he just and, and that built on a lot of the comic, like, script writing that was through the entire, and they try and do it now. They, well, they do it now. I don't mean try. They do it in Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, 
they do build that sort of comic relief kind of one-liner script writing that made star wars so popular like like in empire strikes back okay i'm jumping ahead but leia says i love you i know spoilers uh, <laughs> spoiler alert we got to put that across spoiler alert for those who have that's, never seen but yeah. that's 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 part of this that's yeah. part of this yeah. for me and that's why this has been so even in the new prequel like the the postquel i don't even know how to say that seven eight nine they did do that with with ray and bb8 and she had a lot of like little one-liners with the with with them but that's part of this whole thing that's part of why star wars is star wars because it's human and when when the chips are down what do you do you make a joke because yeah. that's what the human yeah. thing is to do you make a joke you make a make light of what's going on so right. you can push through push through yeah yeah. You push through and you you make you make the best of the situation and i think i mean by far carrie fisher harrison ford mark hamill and dave prowse were the best at it because they 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 were new at it yeah. they were new this was all this was all new and i'll tell you what i'll just mention anthony daniels his birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday. I think he's like 6,000 years old or something. I don't know. He was at the same Penguin game I was at a couple years ago. Was he? Yeah. There was a Star Wars night. It was just like, I don't know, like three, four, five years. It was way, before, way a long time ago because of, you know. And and he was there and he's he the, the Zamboni, just. He's the hinge pin in all of this. Yeah. The, the entire, entire Star Wars trilogy everything anthony daniels c3po is the connecting rod between everything yeah yeah it, it's amazing when you look at this movie how simple it is and how you know easy to digest you know the concepts the tropes that you know that we were talking about and not to say it's like you know um just for kids and everything because obviously you got so many adults that are just you know super into this and everything right but in the essence of it is um if 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 i want to use the word term childlike you know is 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 it is what it is you know um it's easy to to take in um the the concepts are easy to understand you know um you got to listen to your you know heart you know listen to your gut you know go with your feelings and everything was a lot of that especially in like the you know the fighter you know the fighter scenes and everything later in the movie but, you know, listen to your feelings, go with your gut, you know, be true to yourself and everything, you know, stuff that 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 on a human level, like, you know, you were talking about, can you could just relate to. Um, it's amazing how um, you got you got fans of this whole thing that have really taken to heart a lot of stuff, mm. you know, from this. And I, I, I don't I don't know. But just looking at this, maybe they've taken it too, you know, too much, you know, just just. They, they they they've been so excited about the, the the product when they grow older and actually more you know get more mature they read a little bit too much in a lot of things when in essence it's 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 really for the kids you know 
Um, and I think that's what Lucas was trying to convey when he was doing the prequel stuff. You know, he's like, y'all, y'all, y'all trying to read so much into this, but at the end of the day, it's still for kids. But yep. um, but a lot of us are just for men spending a, um, an hour a week. I know it's it's just all it's talking about a children's talking about a children's book. talking yeah. about a Dr. Seuss novel. That's a, yeah, yeah, it's a grown man really talking right. about Dr. Seuss. You know? But but they introduced so much world building in it that made everyone so interested in it and just kept building on the worlds of time. You know, upon, I mean, think about how Thrawn comes from this, A New Hope. Mm. How does that even happen? Well, that's the adult influence because now it needed to be more, right? right. So we had we had the story that was very uh, sim- simple, childlike, you know, dark against light light yep yep and you had the jedi knights and you had the rebellion and you had darth vader and he was the one that we could focus our hate on and as we as we learned more about him you know empire strikes back return of the jedi we learned all this this crazy stuff about him and and his son and his daughter now we have this whole like huge world that we can we can like build on and like enjoy um now it's not about making a decision decision about good and evil well we can like everything we can like it all there's no there's no need to say well you got to pick a side we have it all here and enjoy the whole story because I mean, bottom line, it's fiction, right? So, <laughs> not real. Maybe. Is it? It's a new hope. I mean, and it happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So, the crazy thing when you think about how many galaxies there actually are, there are so many galaxies that it is statistically likely that this is exactly what did happen. In one. <laughs> and it's happening right now. While we're talking about it, no, no. Hey, I mean, also, hey, and it also happened in a different location in another galaxy far a long time ago, also. So there are probably, like you're saying, statistically also multiple instances of this happening. Yep. Maybe in that multiverse that this is actually happening right now. Something, something. Multiverse, so, or as we call it in the Star Wars realm, the the world between worlds. So maybe as we get into the world between worlds, we can go in a different. Yeah, we can get into another timeline and, and see this. But uh, it's fun that are, that are lucrative and pull them right out of danger. Right. It's it's funny that we talk about this, especially in the late seventies, early eighties. I mean, you you even have the story to where like it was you know Leia is kind of looked at as your cheerleader, and then you you see her meet Han, which is almost like your. You know the the chili who fell for the bad boy. You know he's this swashbuckling guy with the. I can see him kind of like with the the Firebird back in the yep. day, and, and that made that made Luke right? angry. Exactly right. She yeah. falls for the bad boy. You know the guy that you're supposed to stay away from with the t-top. You know, you and know Luke, so Luke's the point guard of the basketball team. Exactly. You know. The, wait, did anybody oh, know he's a long brat for some reason? That's a little, <laughs> that's a little psycho. Did you have a yellow eye rock? Oh, oh, come on, now. Yellow come on, yeah, that was it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I can just see that. You know, I remember yeah. the the T top. That was it. Damn it! I had a red rabbit, five speed. Oh wow! Nobody wanted to ride with me. <laughs> I had a purple Plymouth Voyager. So, 
you know. These are the back in the days when you saw the Z28 and you it was like something. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't even think they do that anymore. But, you know, See, yeah, we're talking just, like Star Wars now. This, I mean, how dated we are, you know? Yeah. Imagine we talk about when, you know, somebody watches this podcast in 20 years. Like, what the hell are they talking about? What's a, what, what's a T-top, right? What's a Z20? Like, it's, it's, it's you know? funny, too, because Lucas threw everything against the wall and pretty much forced them to 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 – to decide to make another one, you know? Right. So, you know, he put all that, that world building in there. It's like, okay, I got like a simple plot line, you know, get the plans to the Death Star and everything and, you know, uh, see if they can save a planet from being destroyed by destroying the Death Star. That's it. But I'm going to put all these other elements in there, like Clone Wars, Empire. Um, um, in that boardroom scene, right? In that boardroom scene, you know, Rebels and everything. Say, what is all this? You know, I need to know more. What is going on in this world? What's happening? You know, Jedi. You know, the Jedi's were long ago. You know, uh, uh, are been gone. Their fire has gone out from the galaxy. We don't know anything about Jedi's in this movie. You know, for the most part. You know, you know, you're you like Clark that says you're the last, the last of the Jedi and everything. Like what? <laughs> okay. Not about lightsaber action, right? I mean, we definitely see that as soon as Obi-Wan pulls that thing out, nobody messes with him again. Nobody messes with him. Everyone backs right off like, oh, crap, like a lightsaber. Like, they know what that means, right? It's like an FBI guy pulling out his badge and showing it to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Gets everybody's attention and everybody backs off. I like how that, that was portrayed. I, I, I almost feel like it should have got more attention. But what the boardroom scene, like you said, uh, offline, D, the boardroom scene made very clear how far away from the center of the action – uh, they had hidden Luke, right? And that is that is an important piece yeah. of this movie that, I, that maybe I, I hadn't even thought about until you said that. Yeah. So I thought that was very insightful because, you know, we're so used to being, and if you think about it at, in episode order now, since it's retcon, it's dirty, but whatever. We have, we're in Coruscant. Coruscant, Coruscant, Coruscant. And now we're on Tatooine. We're so far away from the action that... Mm-hmm. People don't even notice a kid named Skywalker. <laughs> never even, never even thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, 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 you know, it's yeah. one of those situations where you know there's this there's this massive divide between what is the power and economic power of the peasant, as as typified by Luke's family. And the apex of the societal pyramid, uh, nominally here, the uh, imperial governor of the Outer Rim territories, Tarkin, and the Dark Lord of the Sith, the Crown Prince of the Empire, uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, like like how do you even tell that type of story? Because that boardroom scene, you know, as Kim was referring to, is very inter- instrumental and important, you know, in the movie. Um, and like I said, juxtaposed to. What, what Luke is going through, just trying to, um, you know, get out of Tatooine, you know, um, that's, that's a trope that's been, you know, um, you know, um, developed in other, you know, movies and films and everything, but that's a strong indication of, you know, this is going to be our hero and how is he going to get mixed up with all this craziness that's going up top, you know, he's way down here, but they're so far apart as of right now, you know, um, and then as the movie progresses, you know, it gets a little bit more complex, you know, and, and then we'll start seeing that like, um, you know, in subsequent movies and everything. But it, it's just amazing 
how you just write a movie just like that, you know, and just have the the, the protagonist and the antagonist so far away from each other. And everyone is trying to get out of where they are. Everyone is trying to escape from where they are. So Luke is trying to get off of Tatooine. Leia is trying to get off of Alderaan. Vader, we now, we learn later that he's trying to get away from the Empire, actually. He's trying to get back to his roots. He's trying to get back to his son. He's trying to get back to his daughter because there is good in him. We don't know that yet. Is there here in the Battle of Yavin? I don't know. I don't know how much good there is in Darth Vader here, specifically. It, it's always there. It, it has to be always there. Planetary xenocide. You know, the great one of the great crimes of cinema history here, the, the new king of uh, of an entire planet for for demonstrative purposes, right? Although, again, invaders in Vader's defense, he did literally catch them red-handed twice and they lied to his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twice. 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 A little bit. Twice, yeah. Where are those plans? We don't have any plans. <laughs> Dude. I just cut down. Dude. Guys, they have the plan exactly like you had the plan. They were wearing the same uniform, the same hat, and, same and everything. It was your daughter. It you. was your daughter that has the plans. Now, now, one thing um, I'm, I'm noticing in the movie is that I'm, I'm sure this is this, the, the newer version where a lot of the where some of the, yeah. the digital effects were inputted and everything. I would yeah. love to see like the original because uh, I don't remember that. Um, a lot of DP, I have it for you. I have it. Yeah, I have the I have the remat. I have the original. I have the remastered they did in the uh, box sets, and then I have this latest one that they've redone as well. You know what? It's I have better than that. I have the VHS that was that was released to Blockbuster. (gasps) You have the Blockbuster rental. Yeah. Does it have like previews and stuff on it? No, nothing. It just (laughs) starts. It's so you're the reason they went under. Thanks. You didn't return it. You didn't return the video. Now we know. Tell you what, Ken this, didn't return. This thing is legit. You put it in, into. You have to you have a VCR. Do you know what that is? <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you put that into a VCR and it plays and it just starts. To be honest, I don't think my TV would be able to, to down convert. It's hard on, to on, on a funny on a funny note. I don't think my TV be able to play it. Some we would have to commit a federal crime, but I can make it happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Say that it's possible. I Bring on the federal crime because I think the world needs to watch this. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm looking at. It, I'm like, okay, I, I know that was a digital effect because they didn't have that back in the '70s. So that that was probably. It's, it's funny looking at it and know, but a, a lot of stuff they did input did play really smooth from what the footage that they had um from from back in the in the 70s and everything so the movie looked good i mean it's it's, it's it was shot well you know um um the whatever digital effects they added in there i didn't really notice i remember back when they first did it it was high controversy that they even made any changes you know but i see why because these things are going to last for like a long time and you want to I mean, but if you left it up to Lucas, he probably would have updated a whole lot more as the effects got better. But I, I see why he did what he did at that point in time to to to, to make the movie look better. You know, I, I think that the '97 stuff is a mixed bag. The job right. of being 
is okay just because we get a Boba Fett introduction and we get, you know, a yeah. of the rest yeah. of it. So that yeah. um, the the planes taking off. I, I thought everything with the space battle that they added in 97 really added a lot of depth to that and, and really made it made sense to me that they did. I thought the way, because the, when the planes are taking off from the Avon 4 and you can see the X-Wings leaving, just used to be some lights and stuff. Very rudimentary things like that they fixed. I think they also, they added some stuff on Tatooine, though, that I can, you know, you can kind of tell was like uh, testing the water for Phantom Menace. That I think was a little bit less successful. But unless you really know where to look, right. you've seen this movie a thousand times, like some of us. <laughs> I've seen it not, a thousand not, times. Not me. Yeah. I, 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 I could tell, like, you know, um, visually and everything, but it still looks, because I couldn't tell exactly where and what so it just looked it all flows smooth to me how did you watch it pp um on disney plus oh okay so so you're gonna watch it on laser disc (laughs) (laughs) you gotta get yourself a pioneer like dl 990 and get the laser disc and watch it because that's how you're gonna get the vibe okay right Ken, is that Letterbox or is that is that four three or is that widescreen? Oh, it's it's widescreen. Yeah, so you're gonna get Letterbox. You know, there's gonna be like three inches of black on the top and the bottom, and that's the way the film was meant to be watched. And that's the whole thing that pissed me off because I bought this giant TV, and they cut six inches off the entire picture. <laughs> God damn you, George Lucas! What is wrong with you? Don't you know I have this giant TV and you're like making it like this? It's 19 inches big, and I can only see this much of it. But it should be able to see this much of it. So remember, the, the TV was 19 inches big, and it was like 38 inches long. Right. It, it was black and white. It was impossible. Oh, yeah, you weren't. You weren't. Gotta watch it in its an original media to like see the to see everything the way it was meant to be seen right yeah disney plus yes okay you can watch it on your phone you can watch it on your you can watch you you watch it on whatever screen you want it's like this big it's this big it's this big but to really see it you have to watch it in the Mm -hmm. original i used to have it on ced Do you know what that is? That's like that's like what they had at the hotels for porn. <laughs> <laughs> the, little, the little projector thing. Well, it was like a, it was like a disc you would load in. It would like take the disc in and like I don't know, it was the whole thing. But you got to watch it on a laser disc. Yeah. Well, show's canceled, everybody. Right. Good run. Good run. Yep. <laughs> Good night. Right. You know, you know, it's always been weird to me during this whole kind of as as it's progressed, like, and it, it, this is being, I guess, the only picky part I'll have over this whole Star Wars thing. Like, why has nobody or why has Vader never kidnapped or taken R two or C three PO? Like, I've always wondered that. Now, to this current day, like, they didn't like his mind hasn't gone, his lost his limbs, but. He doesn't forget much. He doesn't know where his children are. I, I, I think we addressed this earlier on. Yeah. He knows that's his robot, right? Yeah, yeah. He knows that's his, and he knows that R2's been around. Or even, we you know, when we go to the sequel trilogy, like, 
these people know who the hell these things are. I've always, you know, as we as this as this story progresses, that's always something I've it's always been like that. Like, but is that the plot hole that like yeah, yo just, just do humans really care about droids? The I'm emperor would have I'm sure really by now. The R two though, yeah, yeah the emperor like, would have known. That, that you know? was like, we talk droids, right? You think a droid is going to make a difference? So well, we talked about R two. He's had the catalog, especially something like Kylo. Why would he have taken them and tried to download information, right? It's been like and a final he, and he can put his life on the line to save R two in one of the the, the Cold Wars episodes. <laughs> Well, that was a long time ago. That was, that was, yeah. So think about it this way: like we were talking about our cars from a long time ago, right? Let's say your car, and I don't mean like a car like your car from twenty-five years ago. I mean that car rolled by you right now. Would you be like, "That's my car"? Yeah, I'd probably forget. There you go. That's why, because he's a car. And look, what matters is the memory. And if R2 is not coming out and saying, yo, Anakin, I'm R2, how's he going to know? And the Force doesn't really work with computer memory like, like right. human memory. It's, it's a very different thing. So Totally different. Yeah. So for, for, in my opinion, is that R2 is the one not telling Darth Vader that he's like, <laughs> yo, you know, remember when remember when you tried to choke your wife and then your best but how long does how long does vader know that 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 skywalker is his son i mean well not how long does he know it because i already know he knows but how how long does it take to figure out this guy here this teenager or whatever is his son not till the end that moment in, in empire when he cuts his when you cut your own son's hand off you know how do you feel yeah. as a father we talk about mando for vader it's in the it's the yeah. proof it's the proof. What happens that proves that Luke is his son is he blows up the Death Star. Is he's able to use the Force to, to throw that, that torpedo down the pipe, right? That's, that's super hard to do. Uh, it, it can't be an easy thing to do because we watched a bunch of people fail at it. There are otherwise right. very competent pilots and bombers and stuff with computers and all the other assistants. So it must be an extremely hard thing to do. And then he becomes obsessed with finding it. You know, the one question all of this begs is, you know, why wasn't Vader able to find him before all this happened, right? Who was keeping Vader from finding out where where Luke was? And I think what's really cool about the fact that we're watching this movie now is that in May, we're going to, I think, see some answers to that, right, with this right. Kenobi series. So, okay. hey, like we were saying, the, the, the band plays on, right? Right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... It's, it's questions. I mean, I I do think it's still like a plot hole, but I mean, I guess by, I mean, if you if you got infer logic to the situation when when they didn't present it like that, then right. I guess it is what it is, you know, because that was never their plans, um, in the beginning to 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 use Anakin as like you know this this whole thing, um, I mean, I guess that's how you know he eventually wanted to tell that story, but it does present us some questions and stuff. Because of how how close we know Anakin was with R two, um, in that in that whole thing of and and, and when um, I mean, because you would think that he would know Luke has R two, and I'm like, that's my that's my right. <laughs> yeah, especially when I especially when you talk about the three PO reference and seeing three PO, like right. you built him. So you know what I mean? There's like that's still that like your car. You would know your car, right? Whether it's a certain rim, a dent on the back that nobody fixed, like so, so, so no type of reference. But yeah, you, you can't you can't really hold that against him because no. 
No, you just you just can't do that. Yeah, that, that's just me being nitpicky in the series. I mean, one piece at a time. But he built a, you know what I mean? He built a Model T. Those things are everywhere. There's this protocol right. everywhere. So he got a kit and he built it. But it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like he personalized it and signed it Anakin and checked and saw it. You know, what I mean? right. it didn't say Andy on the bottom of his foot. But Annie. <laughs> Annie. 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 <laughs> Annie. Oh, I can't, oh, I can't believe that. Annie reference. Shout out to Natalie Portman. Annie. If he's more like a dog, I guess. I understand. Right. Like, yeah, right. You would recognize a dog. So, so for me, I understand where you're coming from, but it's hard. I feel like just because there's so many similar arts and units everywhere, you're right. going so it's, it's, that's what it is. It's the anonymity. Right. Um, and as we wrap up things, guys, for this episode, which has been like super fun, I mean, I, I'm glad we got into this. Um, at, at, if you guys don't know, we will be progressing into the next one as well. So um, that will be uh, one of our next, um, you know, live reactions to. But, uh, you know, as the beginning of the show, I discussed what you guys' thoughts are. I mean, I'm pretty sure across the board, at the time frame, we're all going to give it a 10. But if, if you guys were kind of tying this in, as I said, kind of, you know, it's related to a current day and age. I mean, it has its holes, yeah. But uh, what would you guys rate this, you know, as a current film? Is it standing, you know, as, as the mediums? It's kind of hard to say it because, as we know, they've kind of ripped from this. But what, what would you guys give a rating now if you stack it up as it belongs to current films? It, I, I'll start. So if, if I'm putting into the context of everything I've seen, right, you know, from yeah. – um, uh, Phantom Menace all the way up to, to now. Um, while this does hold up, the pacing is the only thing that will probably just throw things off for me, you know, because it didn't move fast enough compared to what I've seen, you know, just as like a whole binge type of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, it's 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 still a, it's still a solid movie. It still stands it still stands on um, still stands on its own and everything. You know, the pacing is the only thing that will just detract from me. What about you, Hitch? I mean, it's it's one of those movies that you can't you can't divorce from the context of what you've seen and what it's produced. It, it's fixed it's fixed as the center point of science fiction media, I think, in the history of science fiction media. And there's everything that happened before Star Wars and everything that happened after Star Wars. Star Trek itself at that time was a weird, nerdy niche thing. Star Wars happened, and then they made the Star Trek. So a lot of the revival of, of even that film fandom, uh, it has its its locus here. So for me, it's a ten out of ten. And even though there's some stuff that they could have done better, like the lightsaber fight, which we we all know this is like a historical thing, the lightsaber fight could have been could have been better. I don't want them to actually go back and fix it because I think whatever they put in would be worse than. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. unless they were gonna have done a different job in '77, I think. Uh, I think uh, it, it's fixed in space, but it is a ten out of ten for me. It is, in my opinion, a What about you, Ken? We're, I think I already know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I still think as a standalone film, it's it's the greatest thing ever. But based on the way I've seen the franchise being sort of built on right now, I think they could have done more with it. I think. Empire and Jedi could have been merged into one film. Interesting. Interesting. 
I think they should could have built that arc positive, you know, in a positive way over one film, as opposed to making us wait into these little segments. Um, I think you had the sort of the up, down, Empire, up, Return of the Jedi, down sequence that you really needed for one, one, one film. But I think based on the way things were kind of fed to us back then, I mean, they didn't want to do that. They wanted to give us a little bit, make us wait, give us a little bit more, make us wait. And it is what it is what the the media is doing now, you know, and all the things we love with Marvel, with with Star Wars, with all the Disney franchises, you know, in Kantu, you know, all the things that they're doing, they're like giving us a little bit and making us wait. So they could have done it a little bit differently, but I really do love the way they you know, way it was done. I wouldn't redo the whole thing. Keep it separate. I can't wait till we do Empire because Empire Strikes Back is really the the one piece that is not affected by anything else. I mean, think about it. Empire Strikes Back, you didn't know but you didn't need to know about Clone Wars. There was nothing about the Clone Wars in Empire Strikes Back. All you had was Vader <coughs> and the rebellion that's it it was very simple and you learned about that in, in uh, episode four so episode five is really a separate piece and i think we're going to get into a really good deep dive with that and then return of the jai they just needed to make more money make more action figures ships <laughs> i don't know i could go on and on yeah, and I echo you guys as well. I mean, I'm going to give it a 10 as well at the time. And, and keep in mind as we kind of discuss this, um, as he makes these, you know, this is really like a one shot for him. I mean, he's like, yeah, throw this movie out. Hopefully I get funding. Hopefully a studio likes it. Hopefully we can make you know episode as we know in episode five, right? So as he's doing these two, we get to really return the Jedi. Um, it really is like a kind of a shot in the dark. So, um my figures are. Yeah. It's, it's really a shot in the dark as far as um, if he's going to get funding for the next one. So keep in mind where we are in this continuum. It's a 10. I mean, until we get to the third one of the series, which, you know, some people call fan service, but it's one of my favorites. Um, you know, he's making these films as this is the last one, which I understand, but he still allows the story to continue, which is exceptional. So um, amazing. Yeah. yeah, guys, it's been another great episode, a great discussion, you know. I know we ran a little long for some, but, uh, you know, it's it, this is, as you see, Sorry. we're passionate about it. No, we love it. I mean, it's, I, mean, I can this, talk. This is the original, so you got to yeah. run a little long. So. It it's is, you know. Next week, it's going to be worse. Right. It's next week, we, we might we not have to turn it into a two-parter, like, you know, like, you know, to kill a Mockingjay or something, you know. <laughs> Hunger Games. This might have to turn into a Hunger Games or something. We're going to split this, uh, this episode up into parts. We're going to talk about the first part, then we're going to talk the whole episode. Yeah. Asteroid yeah. We have to make it to a 20, uh, 20 film, 25 film, whatever um, Marvel continues. We've got to shout out all the Turbo Man fans out there. Right. You know. Give me that doll. Yeah. I want the doll. I want it. But yes, uh, so DP, do you want to let them know as far as our schedule for next week what we're doing here? And then... Um, 
we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll wrap I, up. I, I think the um, <clears throat> we'll, our, our next segment will be whether it's uh, next week or the week after will be um, on return of the. I'm sorry, um, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Can't mess that up, you know. Um, so um, when we come back, it may end up being just a two-parter because I think we'll have a lot, a lot to talk about. So right. um, that'll be next up the bat. All right, folks, you've heard it here first. So for everybody tuning in, you know, hopefully, as our live fans said with us, you know, it was a very enjoyable week, very enjoyable watch along. And until we see you guys again, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. All right, now I'm going to do it.